We are living in a time when we open up our newspapers or watch the television, and we see a lot of negative things going on, especially with our young people. I want to ask you this morning, would you like to change that? The only way that we are going to change this if we go against the status quo and understand that you are not the future, but you are the present of the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Decisions that you make now will affect the Bahamas of the future. The one thing that we do, that we need to do now, is as we think of our country, is we need to go back to what our country is founded on, and that's godly principles. We need to understand that each generation is going to reach their generation with hope as we go back to where we all started with our godly principles. You might be in here this morning and your circumstance may not be where you would like for them to be. But don't let your circumstances dictate what type of person you are. But let circumstances help you to set goals to where you would like to be and where you'd like to go. Never let anyone tell you that you can't succeed because of your circumstances. I want to just this morning look at a couple of examples as we think of, as we could think of people who would have circumstances that would dictate to them that they did not have hope in this world. Nick Vujicic, some of you may not know who he is, but he is the man who was born without arms and legs, man without limbs. He never made an excuse as he learned to swim. He learned to feed himself. He learned to walk. He learned to do everything for himself. And this is what he said. I may have absolutely no control over what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. If we choose the right attitude, we can rise above whatever challenges we face. We need to understand that we need not to look at the circumstances, what we are going through, but we need to look at what we can become, who we can become. You may be in here this morning, you may say, well, I love basketball, I love sports, and I love sports myself. And I want to talk to you about the greatest basketball player to ever play the game. And it ain't Kobe, it ain't LeBron, it ain't KD, it is Michael Jordan. All right? And I know that you, some of you youngsters in this camp, y'all only wear Jordan shoes, y'all don't know Jordan. But the reality is this, that Michael Jordan, no matter what anyone ever tell you, and we in the church, so you know, wherever we in church or anywhere, we tell the truth so we can be here. Michael Jordan was the greatest to ever play the game. Amen. I just shouldn't get amen just for that, but anyway. <laughs> but in 1978, he tried out for the varsity team which would be considered like our senior boys' teams. Even though he could still play with the junior team, he was cut. He used the motivation out of being cut to work harder the next year and made the varsity team. Went on to become the greatest basketball player of all time. You see, if Michael Jordan would have said, you know what, I was cut and now I'm going to be defeated, I'm not going to try anymore, we would not have the greatest basketball player to ever step foot in the basketball court. You may be here this morning, you may say, well, there are some good examples of some Americans, and, you know, anyone can try to live the American dream. But what about us right here? We can look no further than Buddy Heald. Grew up in Eight Mile Rock. The people in the community saw him always practicing, playing basketball, and he always told them that his dream was to be an NBA player. In Bleacher Report, which is a newspaper, this is how they describe Buddy Heald. Teenage boys are lucky enough to earn diplomas. We're expected to become construction workers, welders, or auto mechanics. All trades that were stressed in the local high schools. Rarely did they attend college. 
and become a pro athlete was almost unheard of. Heal was 11 when Jackie divorced his father, Vincent, and moved the family into the home of her mother. The house was cramped. Jackie healed and his six brothers and sisters slept head to foot on a queen-sized mattress, but one of them most always ended up on the floor. Each sibling had a designated section of the room to stack his or her clothes and other belongings. Even with Jackie working three jobs, money was scarce. You see, a buddy here would look at circumstances and people kept on telling him, well, you know what? What you're doing is you're wasting your time on that basketball court. All you're going to do is become a construction worker. All you're going to do is become a, a welder, which is nothing wrong with those things. But we wouldn't have a Big 12 basketball player. That's someone who represents our country, someone who we are proud of. You know, we talk about Kobe and LeBron and all those people, but we need to be proud of our local people, Amen. like a Buddy Heal. Because you know what? Buddy Heal has gone through the same things as we have gone through. We could go no further than our last general election, and I'm not here to talk politics, but we have the youngest member of parliament in the history of the Commonwealth of Muhammad and Travis Robinson. And I'm sure many people said, what are you doing, young man? You're wasting your time. But he continued on because he thought that this is what God had called him to do, as well as James Aubrey of Abaco. You see, we need to understand that we can put our hope in everything else, but the one thing we need to put our hope in is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is where we find our hope. Jesus Christ is where we find, as we think of a chosen generation, you know, we could do all the right things, and, and I love that this camp is focused on young people, on seeing them become productive citizens, and they're ready to partner with churches. But the reality is this, is that for young people to change, and for us as a country to change, we need to put God first in all that we do. We need to put him back into the picture. We need to let him be our focus. And this morning's verse, as we looked at and we talked about 1 Peter 2, 8 and 9, 2, 2 and 9, it says this. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous lights. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. You see, where it's talking here about us being a chosen race, a royal priesthood, we have all been bought with a price. And that price is that it cost Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. That is why we have this hope. And when we understand it and we think of this royal priesthood and this chosen race, we need to understand the chosen race is talking about us who have placed our faith in Jesus Christ. And I want to challenge you, I want to stop right there this morning and just think about one thing. If you never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior of life, that is the greatest decision that you can make. Because again, like I said, if we go back to the principles of the Bible and we as a country go back to that, our country would be a whole different country. All right? We wouldn't need to, you know, as I know the police, and, and I'm thankful for what the police do, because I know it's not an easy job for what you all do, because you have to put your life on the line every single day. But if we focus and go back to godly principles, our country could be different. But I also want to close, and I know, like I said, I'm not here to be long because I know y'all are hungry, right? Who's hungry? All right, all of them. I can't feed you. I think they said, um, Brother Dean here, uh, I think he can um, get the food for you later, right? But, but no, really, right? <laughs> I want to talk to you about three young men. All right, three young men. 
And we've all heard the story of the Bible, but I want us to understand because you guys at this camp, you are taking a step out of the norm. And I, like I said, I know that our MC, mistress has talked about how many of y'all were made to come here from, because your parents made you to come, and that's nothing wrong with that. But I want to talk about three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. All right? Because we can relate because these were three young men who stood up when no one else would stand up. You see, we need to understand, like I said, I don't have time to go into all this, the verses, but we want to look at this and just understand this. King Nebuchadnezzar sets up an idol, and he tells the people when the music is played, all of them must bow down to the golden idol. And the music plays, and everyone but Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego bow down. They're standing up. And I want you to imagine for a second if I asked three people in this section right here to just stand up and be up the whole time. We would all be looking at them, right? We would all be focused on them. Well, that's what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. They wanted people to understand that, you know what? We're not going to follow the crowd. We're not going to follow what everyone else is doing. And as a young person, we need to understand that, all right? When your friends are telling you you should do this and you know it's wrong, don't do it. Take a stand for what is right. And we know the story. We've heard it over and over. But there are some guys who got jealous of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they said, you know what? I'm going to go tell the king on them. I'm going to tell the king that, you know what? These three guys did not bow down to the idol. And they go to King Nebuchadnezzar, and King Nebuchadnezzar is there, and he's just furious. But King, king Nebuchadnezzar gives him another chance. He says, you know what? Maybe these guys are hard of hearing. Maybe they didn't hear the music. You know, I mean, I don't know how they, how they couldn't hear the music like what I've heard this morning. But, you know, they, maybe they didn't hear the music, right? So I'm going to give them a second chance. So he plays the music, and they tell him, look, we're not going to bow down. We're not going to follow you. We're not going to follow what you tell us to do. But we're going to follow God. Because God is the way that we should all want to follow because God knows what's best for our lives. So here it is. We know the story. They're thrown into the fiery furnace. And you know, he wasn't satisfied with that. He says, you know what? Make it seven times hotter. Just to make sure that they're going to burn. And I know we're probably smelling some food right now in our nose. But here it is. Let's, let's put them in there. And we know the story. The guys who are throwing him in the fire furnace, they die. Because it's so hot. So they throw these three guys in there, but later on the king sees what? Four people. Because God was protecting them. God was there with them. And the king sees it and he says, whoa, 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 what's going on? Didn't we throw three guys in there? He said, yes, but I see four. So he tells them to, to turn off the fire, turn, you know, bring those guys out. And you know what happened when those three guys came out? They couldn't smell even smoke on them. Couldn't smell anything. And in fact, because they stood up, King Nebuchadnezzar said, you know what? We need to worship Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God, the one true God. And young people, I want to challenge you with something. Because there are going to be many people who tell you there are different walks of life to go and plenty different ways, and they're going to try to lead you into things you know that you should not do, places you should not go, things you should not do. And, and we know that even in newspapers, people are caught in places that they should not be. 
But remember this. We need to understand that what God wants us to do is the most important thing. Godly principles is what we need to get back to. And you know what? We may gain everything in this world. We may gain the acceptance of our friends. We may gain acceptance of the world. But the reality is that doesn't matter. We want to gain acceptance of God. And Mark 8.36 says this. For what does it benefit someone to gain the whole world, yet lose his life? You know the reality is with some of these um, crimes that we have that, that are happening? is that people are just caught in them because they're with a group of people. They're not being involved in the crime. They're not taking part in the crime, but they're just there. Young people, don't get caught just being there. But take a stand and know what's right from wrong. Take a stand and understand that no matter what my friends say about me, I'm going to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm going to stand up no matter what. Because you know what? When we think of God and we understand what he has for our life, you know, we could talk about being a chosen generation and being destined for greatness. But the only way we're going to be a chosen generation destined for greatness is that we go back to the word of God and to what it tells us. Because you know what? We could have all the laws that the police give us. But if we take the word of God as our foundation, as our law, our country would be a better place. And I want to just thank you for this morning. Thank you for your attention. Like I said, I know that, you know, you're hungry. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not helping you out. But I want to thank you for your attention this morning.